Welcome to On the Bench. This is Brendan Snow. We got the entire crew here. Josh Newberg, Chris Nee, and young Zach Boston. Hey, fellas, how's it going? Great. <laughs> fun, Pretty good. Fun Pretty good. You want me to bring the energy. I'm trying, man. That's negative energy. Uh, Chris always brings the energy. That's not accurate. You don't have to lie. He's he's not in the same room as you, Zach. You, you buy Zach one dinner, and he's on your team Zach, for at least a week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh we are we were planning to record the podcast on Thursday morning. We're doing it here on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, do we want to call this Josh? You're a fan of the emergency pod. Are we calling this an emergency pod to talk about Jeff Sims? I would I would venture to say this is an emergency, Brendan. Of all the emergency okay. pods that we've called, uh, uh, Florida State quarterback decommitting less than a week from signing day. Uh, yeah, that's emergency. And, and the context there obviously is that FSU has yet to sign a. Uh, well, they didn't sign a prep quarterback in the Willie Taggart era, and now you don't have any quarterback commits lined up right now as Mike Norvell is uh, is approaching early signing period uh, in a really truncated window as Florida State's head coach. So let's get into it. The news today, Jeff Sims announces his decommitment. Uh, this was buzzing for about, what, 48 to 24 hours? Since Monday night. Since Monday night, which is yeah. when Mike Norvell – and FSU. Uh, who else was with Norvell at the visit? Was it just Mike? Uh, I'm trying to think. He went from Madison County. Mario, uh, Ed- Mario Edwards was on that Mario, flight. I uh, don't know if he was definitely in the living in room. In the living room. Okay. We're, this podcast is uh, – I could say that, that Chris and Josh and Zach have been going overtime crazy covering the, the frenzy that is recruiting because there's so much going on. Uh, as Mike Norvell tries to spin the wheels and is all over the place, these guys are chasing it. So we're going to try to keep all our days together here and be as organized as possible in the emergency podcast. We want to get something up quickly. So Mike Norvell goes to Jacksonville on Monday night to talk to Jeff Sims. Uh, Zach, I'm going to kick it to you because we had some intel, but we wanted to wait for a second source. I actually got a second source on it early, like an hour before he decommitted. We never did anything with it because we didn't have time. But uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, We both heard the same thing, what you were hearing on on Jeff Sims. Yeah, so – Sunday night, as we know, Norvell was making calls to a bunch of the commits. Um, he made one to Jeff Sims. Everything seemed normal. Uh, Jeff Sims even put in an extra part in his Twitter bio, whatever that means, like saying Florida State commit or something along those lines. They go into Monday. We report that he's gonna that Norvell's gonna see Sims um, that night, and the 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 talk coming coming away from that in home was that, you know, the conversation wasn't as um, positive as one may have thought beforehand. Uh, you know, a source that I spoke with um, at Streets with Sims told me, you know, he kind of came away feeling he wasn't really a fit with that with the offense Norvell was going to run. And, you know, Sims was upset because, you know, he he loves Florida State. You know, he's he's been loyal for this long, and then all of a sudden he hears, you know, some disappointing news. So... I think that was off or off-putting to him. Um, obviously, as we see today, he decommits, but that's basically you know what went down that night, according to what I heard. And and then this morning, I heard something very similar, Zach, and it was essentially what you heard. And, and quote unquote, uh, to me, it was said, "It sounds like Norvell doesn't really want Jeff." Uh, it's not coming from an FSU side, so uh, this isn't a sour grapes type of deal. Uh, it does legitimately. I'm going to kick it to Chris here in a second. It does legitimately sound like uh, both Mike Norvell and then Kenny Dillingham, the offensive coordinator, 
for what it's worth, neither of those guys, I believe, technically offered Jeff Sims at their own respective schools before coming to Florida State. That's Memphis and Auburn. Uh, it, it does sound like Florida State's new staff had reservations about how Jeff Sims would fit uh, at FSU. We've reached out to Jeff a lot in the last 36 hours, but especially over the last 24 leading up to his decommitment. I call it on my text, on my DM. Um, Jeff's always been a very open, talkative kid, very good at answering stuff, very direct. Um, he's very much clammed up. I spoke to somebody that knows Jeff well, who works with Jeff, who's kind of a confidant of Jeff's. That person didn't want to speak much on his recruitment out of uh, courtesy to the young man. But he did tell him that, tell me that he essentially told Jeff not to make comments, stay off social media, things of that sort. So I think that's part of the reason for the clamming up of Jeff. I did talk to Adam Geis. That's his head coach at Sandalwood. Geis is not a guy that lives in the recruitment, but obviously when schools come through, he knows about things that are happening. He told me as of this morning when he spoke to Jeff that he believed Jeff would still visit FSU. This was before the notes was dropped that he was decommitting. I'm hesitant to believe at this point that he is going to visit. I mean, we'll see Friday. We'll keep tabs on it. We've asked Jeff. I asked the confidant I spoke to, and that person said that the last time he spoke to Jeff, which was prior to the decommitment, he also believed he was still going to visit. But we shall see. But the truth is I think the genie's out of bottle. I think it's pretty abundantly clear that Jeff is not comfortable with his situation at FSU as it stands, and that stems from his conversation on Monday evening with Mike Norvell. And people people will spin this in the manner of, oh, that's bad. It's a bad sign for Norvell. I think it's more a matter of a coach being straight with a recruit and a recruit being intelligent to understand the situation. Quarterback's not a position you screw around with and you just pat them on the ass and hope you land them because the minute it doesn't work out or it's not the right fit, they're in the portal. It's the number one position for going to the portal in the sense of guys looking for greener pastures moving on. So if you have to sign quarterbacks, which FSU is certainly in a predicament where they have to sign quarterbacks, if it's not the right guy, it's mutually beneficial to both parties not to just do it because you think you should do it. All right, and now for the person who th- this affects most profoundly because his hair is tied to FSU, <laughs> signing the quarterback one of these years, Josh. Uh, one, how did you absorb the Jeff Sims decommitment? Uh, I agree with Chris. I feel kind of similarly uh, as to this being kind of mutual and making sense based on what we've gathered. But but so one, how did you absorb it, Josh? And then two, uh, where does FSU go from here? Uh, we've been do- doing this for too long to – you know, you can just subliminally feel what's happening in a recruitment sometimes. Like Chris said, he's got a great relationship with Sims. Um, Chris has known him for going on two years now that they've had regular contact. And anytime stuff like this starts happening, you know, something's changing. You know, there's a reason they're silent. Um, it could be for two reasons. One, you know, they don't want to break the news to you to because to, they think they're like letting you down or something. Or two, they generally don't know, so they're just not speaking. So what I think happened was Sims was generally just trying to make this decision, and it's hard to make a decision if you're constantly being quoted and your mind's changing. And this is a 17, 18-year-old kid that's making a huge decision. So, um, no, I wasn't completely shocked, and it looked like, or it looks like, Florida State is already moving in a direction to replace Jeff Sims. Do you want me to speak on that? Or? Well, real quick, just to yeah, add to Josh's ahead. point, the circumstances for Jeff have changed greatly. Head coaching change, right. guy that recruited him change, system change, all that stuff. You add on to that, Georgia Tech's been hunting heavy with him. They got him in for an official visit on the Thursday night that they hosted NC State. Uh, Maryland's also been hunting heavy, having him up last weekend. I yeah, and I can't confirm for sure. 
Go ahead. But I think Loxley was in home last night. Not not to say that that's why he decommitted today, but to your point, he's getting a lot of action right now. Yeah, I never discount Loxley in recruiting because he's an ace when it comes to recruiting. But I think Georgia Tech's a bigger concern here. All right. Uh, and as we said, too, like I, I was told a couple of days ago by, by someone close to Jeff that, that he was very much so like uh, he committed to Florida State as much as he did to Willie Taggart, uh, which leads me to believe based on the intel that we've received and with that in mind, too, there's very much so a conversation that, you know, if, if Mike Norvell came in and said, you know, we you're our you're our guy. Uh, we think highly of you to the point where we think you'd be a perfect fit. We won't recruit anyone else in this class or something like that. I think it's different. Uh, that's me just piecing piecing some some of the pieces that we've heard together. Uh, regardless, Jeff Sims not part of this class now. We'll see if he does end up visiting this weekend. Seems unlikely, as Chris said. Uh, Josh, yeah, what, let's go into I guess what what the options are uh, that we know of right now. This morning, within I'd say there was a twenty minute gap between a new offer being extended and Jeff Sims' decommitment note. Again, don't think that necessarily triggered it, but. Nonetheless, it's notable. And Florida State offered a scholarship today to Georgia quarterback Tate Rodemaker. He's a six foot four, hundred and ninety pound pro style quarterback that threw for three thousand two hundred and thirty four yards and forty three touchdowns to just nine interceptions as a senior. Um, Rodemaker's from Valdosta. He goes to Valdosta High School, and he's currently committed to the USF Bulls. Um, just like the Seminoles, the Bulls are also going through a coaching change. As we speak, new head coach Jeff Scott is being introduced there. Um, I'm told Pitt is also making a play at Rodemaker, so FSU's not the only one. Wish I had more info. I literally just got the kid's phone number, so check on Knowles 24-7, and I will have an update later this afternoon. Real quick, and yeah, let's, we will uh, we will hopefully get in touch with him to do our own uh, interview shortly. I know Steve Wolfong talked to uh, – to Tate, I think in the last, I want to say 48 hours or so in, in Rodemaker's recruitment appears to be interesting in that it's piling up pretty quickly. Uh, he's supposed to take an official visit to Northwestern this weekend, but Baylor just came through and offered, uh, you mentioned Pitt. Uh, did you mention Virginia tech as well in that? Josh? No, no, there's been, uh, there, yeah, he's gotten a flurry of offers and yeah, we don't know so, what so, Jeff Scott's thinking about him. He's yeah, and we don't even know that, and, and I, we don't even know if he's spoken with Jeff Scott yet since this has happened. So there's a lot that's going on in a very truncated window for him, uh, because I believe uh, what what Wilt Fong reported the other day was that Rodemaker is looking to do the uh, early signing period. So so we're talking about a whole lot of activity coming uh, quickly for the young man, and not a whole lot of time to make decisions. I'd be curious to see what happens, and when we do get a hold of him later today. Uh, for what it's worth, people I've talked to in, in South Georgia say he's a stud. They really like him. I have not gotten a chance to watch him yet. So so that's one name. Uh, who else we got, Josh? Oh, we got a few. We know right. that Florida State is also active with Cade Renfro, and that's notable because Cade Renfro is a three-star quarterback out of Texas that was on campus over the weekend for an official. Um, he was invited by Kendall Bryles primarily, but we can confirm that since he departed, and he did have at least the chance to shake Mike, um, what's his name? Norvell's. Norvell. <laughs> it stinks when your brain just stops working abruptly. No, I'm struggling with, with, I want to call him Mark Norvell too. It was, there's a lot of adjusting going on here, guys. You know that he had an opportunity to at least shake Mike Norvell's hand on Sunday. And since then we've confirmed that they have been actively recruiting Cade Renfro since. So 
We do think that he is a option to replace Jeff Sims. Um, also, we can confirm, and I spoke with Greg Spann of Lakewood High School. Greg Spann was offered by FSU back in like April, um, but the Knowles never really pursued him. Um, he's forwarded with a couple schools. Right now, it looks like Illinois, Utah offered last night. Um, Greg told me that FSU really uh, just reached out. It was Dillingham and just said, hey, what's up? How you doing? So I got Greg on alert. He's going to let me know what goes on. Um, but for now, I would put him on the fringe. I think Cade Renfro and Tate Rodemaker are, are probably more realistic targets. And then we also had a decommitment from Robbie Ashford. Um, Chris, do you know more about Ashford? I actually reached out to Wilt Fong, asked him if anybody's gotten a hold of Ashford since his decommitment from Old Miss. He said they have not. I think he's supposed to be in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game, which practices are currently going on for starting yesterday. Um, so I presume something will come out of that if he's there. But at this point, he hasn't said anything. One thing to know about Ashford, beyond just being a very good quarterback and talented football player, he's also a hell of a baseball prospect. Oh, and yeah. F- Florida State has a hell of a baseball program. FSU did like him early in the process, as did Auburn with Dillingham and uh, Gus and that bunch there. He ended up at Old Miss, decommitted during Old Miss's coaching transition here recently. Let's, yeah. let's go back to Renfro real quick. Uh, Josh, you did mention that that FSU is still in contact with him. Uh, I believe right now on the intel we have that he would uh, indeed be a take. So that's even with Kendall Browse uh, likely moving on. We don't know for sure. I mean, Kendall's moving on, right? We expect Kendall. Right. Well, yeah, this hasn't yeah. been officially happened. Uh, but but uh, with that in mind, it does look like Florida State and this staff does value what they, what Cade Renfro is as a quarterback. Zach, do you have anything to add on Renfro, Old Town Renfro? Yeah, I mean, I'm talking to some of the commits who have been talking to him, kind of recruiting him a little bit, um, some of the more um, solid commits. And they've been kind of saying they feel confident uh, where FSU stands with him, um, and he's been giving them good feedback. Uh, so I think as long as the situation happens, um, you know, unlike the situation with Jeff Sims uh, for his in-home visit, which should happen in the next couple of days, I think, um, you know, FSU is a good shot. Obviously, they have to withstand uh, Ole Miss, who's getting him on campus this weekend. One thing to add about Ole Miss is that, obviously, there's been rumors about Bryles being the OC with Lane. I can't say that. I know that's happening. Another name that we've heard is Jeff Lebby from UCF. He's a guy that uh, has been actively recruiting Kane as well. national champion UCF. Whatever. In, all, in all seriousness, yeah, he, did, he has recruited Ren, uh, Red Pro as well, so that'll be interesting to see what comes out of that this weekend. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other quarterback stuff. No, but before we wrap it up, I just want to say that this quarterback um, recruitment is going to go beyond the, just these next seven days and even beyond February signing day because they're going to be very active in the portal. And I'm not saying that they don't need to sign a high school quarterback. I absolutely do think they need to sign one, maybe even two, if they can get two that they like. But I also think that the portal is going to come into play. Transfers are going to come into play. Um, and that isn't dictated by a signing day. Uh, for those wondering, the portal is really when you enroll. So there's going to be some quarterbacks um, that might be grad transferring that need another semester. So they might not even be able to enroll until the summer. Um, and then grad transfers that you want to get in the spring, you just want to make sure that they're on your campus before the spring semester begins in January. So we have a much different timeline to find answers through the portal than we do high school recruiting. Yeah. The, the market uh, to Josh's point for grad transfer quarterbacks is going to look markedly different in a couple weeks or months. 
Uh, one grad transfer guy who is on the market right now is Chris Ferguson from Maine. Kenny Dillingham did follow him recently on Twitter. For those of you who care about the follows, I know some do, some don't. Uh, that's just We're a name that, that, oh yeah, that's just, just a name, just connecting dots. The only other name to maybe mention, and I'm going to butcher said name, is Chalil Garnett. Chile, Chile? I've always said Chael Garnett. Chael Garnett. From Lake Wales, very talented quarterback, very athletic Who guy. Is Auburn committed commitment. to Auburn. Very smart kid, too. He's a very, very sharp dude. He's really athletic, dual threat type. I don't know if he fits what they're looking for. Truthfully, people keep talking about, oh, Jeff Simpson fit what they're looking for at quarterback. I'm not 100% sure that we know what a Mike Norvell quarterback is going to be. I believe Norvell is a guy who will adjust to what he has at his disposal. I don't think he's pigeonholing himself to one sort of version of a quarterback. Mike has said that, something that he prides himself on. Uh, I asked him about this, in fact, at the at the press conference. But, but in all seriousness, Mike Norvell has talked about uh, he really values his own acumen to be uh, versatile, to be multiple, to be uh, flexible, I guess. Uh, and so having a quarterback who can do a little bit of everything makes sense. Uh, but so far, we've seen like the the guys who we believe have committable offers that FSU is pursuing that we know about right now uh, would be Tate Rodemaker and Cade Renfro uh, are more pro style guys, but both guys who can also move around a little bit, too. In the end, how many do we think they add between now and when the season kicks off in August at that three. position? Yeah, I think the goal is three. I think and the preference blend. is two high school and one grad transfer type. Here's a question. How many do you guys think they add between now and early signing period? I'm not convinced they add any unless we see one show up on campus this weekend. Yeah, I, mean, I ain't it, seen one show up on campus this weekend. Um, there'll be more offers, too. Like We just mentioned a couple names. We're literally less than an hour from Jefferson's decommitment. So there will be more offers. We also know Dillingham's been more active on the recruiting trail, maybe even on the road today. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll cover it all on Knowles 24-7, though. Yeah, he, he, Dillingham hasn't even been officially announced as Florida State's offense right. coordinator yet. So – uh, and, and for us, like uh, peek behind the curtains, like we're all still getting to know this staff too, and still learning. You know, we're, what do you we're mean, this learning, staff? Uh, Norvell's I mean, still getting to figure out what right. the staff is. But so that's my point, though, is we're still trying to kind of connect dots and everything right now, too, more maybe more than we normally would. So you know, this is this has been a chaotic, uh, if not fun. I've been enjoying watching you three work. Uh, and just seeing the group text thread go crazy with you, with you three guys chasing stuff. So let, let's transition this. Uh, one more Jeff Sims-related question, and that's going to take us to the other part of this recruiting podcast. Uh, and this is something that one of my friends texted me. Uh, I thought it was a good question. Basically, everyone that we know who Mike Norvell has, has met with so far of the current commitments, and we'll get into that in a minute, uh, the reviews so far have been pretty darn good, right? Uh, Jeff Sims yeah. is just, feels like Jeff's the exception. Jeff, Jeff Sims is the exception to that. So I guess how do you guys interpret that? I think we just me personally, I think we just circle right back around to what we said early on, which is I sound like Mike was pretty transparent with him and saying yeah. this may not be the best fit for both sides. I think there's a straightforwardness going on. Uh, you know, Norvell spoken on, for example, Go Look and Wingo this morning about recruiting and during his press conference. Go Look and Wingo. You said like Go Look. Go I'm, look. I'm, I'm trying to make okay. um, <laughs> But they were speaking about recruiting. He's like, it's about relationships. But he's like, you got a week to recruit before your early signing period. So you can't build relationships. It's about opening yourself up and being, you know, opening your heart, I think is how he phrased it this morning. So that's a good example of it. But, you know, Jay on McCluster, I believe, tweeted something like I'd run through a wall for him after meeting with him this morning, for example. Griffiths opens the door and lets FSU back in after committing to Louisville during the last window of transition there. 
you know, we've seen a lot of movement. FSU went and went night, and then sounds like he's deliberating on whether or not to do anything this weekend regarding FSU. Mm-hmm. So the, there's movement being made, you know, outside of the Jeff Sims and that going backwards as it has. There hasn't been another example of this not going well other than maybe Keyshawn Green. Keyshawn's Keyshawn been pretty clammed up, similar to Jeff. You know, kind of like Josh talked about earlier, when guys get very quiet at the end, it's always difficult. And you usually get that something's going on. In Keyshawn's case, I talked to Scott Cleese, the head coach of Wakulla, earlier this afternoon, or just before noon. He told me he believes he's visiting Nebraska as of right now this weekend. He was at Miami last weekend. That would mean no official to FSU before the early signing period. All that being said... Keyshawn's been to FSU a ton outside of Norvell. I don't think there's much he needs to get to know about FSU. Norvell did go to meet with him on Monday pretty early on. They spoke a lot. I was told that conversation went well. This isn't a case of FSU doesn't want him, but I don't have a whole lot of other details because, again, it's a head coach that's involved in the recruiting, but he's not running that recruitment by any stretch. Uh, speaking of Monday, let's transition Zach, what do you have for us? And we're going to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what we know on the recruiting trail. Zach, I will kick it to you. In addition to Keyshawn Green, what else do we have on Monday, which was Mike Norvell's first full day uh, on the recruiting trail? Yeah, so he he went down, saw Green. Um, Chris was talking about that a little bit. Um, I heard that things went well there, as um, as did Chris. Then he, he... you know, went to Madison County High School where FSU offensive line commit Zane Herring goes to school. And, you know, Zane was kind of telling me that that conversation went really well. Um, beforehand, he was questionable as far as when he was going to enroll and sign. Um, he was thinking he might have to push it back to February signing period. But after the conversation with Norvell, he feels more confident going into the uh, this weekend's official visit. So I, I expect Zane to sign with Florida State and um, during the early signing period as well. And then um, he headed, he went to Jacksonville after seeing Zane Herring, and that's where the, the meeting with uh, Jeff Sims went down. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. uh, Let's go to Tuesday. I was just going to text you, Josh, to see if you wanted to take over the Tuesday conversation, but I might as well just articulate it now. What do you got for Tuesday? Tuesday, a lot of coaches were down south. I think the focus was um, hitting South Florida. We know that they made a a quick visit or in-school visit with Jalen Knighton. I think that's one of the big stops that they made. Um, 
Andrew Ivins of our Inside the U reported this morning about the visit. He confirmed that they were indeed at school and they are working to get him up to Florida State for his visit this weekend. Um, A lot of people started freaking out about that. Of course, FSU is trying to get him up on campus this weekend. He's one of the, you know, he's a handful of elite talents that was committed to them that decommitted and is committed to Miami, another six and six program. So um, Florida State is working to get him up. That doesn't mean he's going to come up. Uh, right now, he has an official visit scheduled. I believe he's set to be on campus at Miami tomorrow. So we will see if that takes place. Um, right now, I'm skeptical FSU is going to be able to change his mind. His parents have seemed pretty set on him staying close to home and going to Miami. There was even a time where he visited UF and his parents were at the Miami game at the same time. So with that being said, um, we'll continue to monitor it, but I think Jalen Knighton ends up sticking with Miami. And then they also went to go see Brian Robinson. Um, Got some inside intel on that. I was DMing with somebody that was a part of the meeting this morning. Um, Let me just, what's that? I said Miami's a clown program. Sorry, continue. Oh, I got you. So he said, um, this is somebody, he goes, uh, awesome dude. He's legit. He's going to kill it on the recruiting trail. Um, this was just a general impression. Doesn't mean they're getting Brian Robinson, but, um, he said, he's going to go, he's going to do great things in Tallahassee. Brian was really impressed as well as his parents. So I said, do you know what's going on this weekend? He said, he's still debating over the Bama visit. And it also depends if Dan Mullen comes in to visit this weekend. So it looks like his plans are very much in the air. I know there's some optimism that FSU can get him on campus. And Brian Robinson's been on campus a lot. Still has a great relationship with Coach Dugans. And it's still up in the air whether he'll be there. We'll continue to monitor that as the week goes on. couple other South Florida visits that happened that day. Miami Killian, offensive lineman Lloyd Willis. He's still coming in this weekend for an official. I forget the exact quote he gave me, but he said he liked Norvell essentially in the initial meeting. And then Miami, Florida, Palmetto, which is home to three 2021 kids that FSU really likes, as well as 2020 wide receiver Kendron Portier. I'm probably butchering that last name, but we're going with that. They also visited there. I've tried to follow up with Kendron, have not heard back from him. I also have reason to believe that they maybe went by Miami, Florida, Columbus. There's several guys there as well, including running back Henry Parrish. But we haven't been able to confirm that to this point in time. Josh, how proud are you of Chris for speaking up into the microphone? He's doing like a chant today. Like our baby Chris boy's growing up. great to me. Mm. But I'm, I'm here. I don't really – I shouldn't t- say that. I was almost told on myself. I was going to say I don't really listen back to the shows. Yeah. Yeah. Join I mean, the club. I'm on the show. Do I need to listen back? I'm on it. I like to listen back and take notes of everyone and see how they're doing and give myself A's all the time because I'm amazing. And Wednesday. Today? Today? I don't know what's I was just trying to get you to shut up. Um, Wednesday visits. (laughs) It's going to be a busy day from what we understand. Began with Largo linebacker Jay on McCluster. They went to see him. Uh, Later today, we expect Emmanuel Rogers at Jensen Beach to get seen by Norvell. These visits I'm referencing are Norvell. Venice is also getting hit up. That's Malachi Weidman, from what Josh has mentioned, basketball game for Weidman this evening. And then Schrader also told me that he expects a visit from Norvell today. Do you want to add to that? Sorry, you look like you wanted to add to that. No, um, no, I was, I got a text. Oh, sorry. Sorry. 
Continue, Chris. That was my fault. Well, that's pretty much Wednesday. Thursday, Ja'Kai Douglas in Louisiana has mentioned to Josh that he expects a visit. Stephen Dix has told me that he expects a visit. Um, Cade Renfro mentioned that it was either going to be late Thursday or early Friday. The way things are lining up, I would presume it's more likely early Friday. This is the belief is all these visits will include Norvell. Yes. Uh, if Orlando is Stephen Dix is in play, does that one would presume Demory Tate, but we've not heard officially from Demory Tate. Yes or no. Although, that Norvell is going to see him tomorrow, but got that a little would bit of presumption. got a little bit of news on Tate. Um, while we were recording, he just tweeted out that he will be on an official visit to FSU this weekend. So that's huge Ooh, news for the state. Big one. And then the, the Dan Lanning rumors or heat just keeps sizzling, right? If they keep Tate. Anyway, sorry, I'm yeah. speculating oddly here. <laughs> Zach agrees. Oh, another quick, what do we have? another quick thing. Uh, so the flight that Norvell's on that's, that he's been using to recruit is supposed to land in Lakeland tonight at around 10 p.m., so he could be making some stops there as well uh, tonight and early tomorrow morning. And who's in Lakeland, gentlemen? Well, Kendall, Kendall Dennis is there. Uh, sorry, yeah. let's, let's let Zach do it. Yeah, so like, like Chris said, DB Kendall <laughs> Dennis is at Lakeland High School. Um, Morvin Joseph, uh, the DN who was once committed to Florida State, is now saying that he's considering Tennessee and Florida. Florida State might want to try and get back in that one because they have a huge position of need at that, uh, at the defensive end position. Um, and he's at Lake Gibson High School as well. Very well done, Zach. Much better than what Chris would have done. And then that quarterback, what's his name? Who's in Lakeland, too? Shio Garnett. Oh, you're going to say I wasn't going to say that. Is he still at Lake Wills or did he transfer to Lakeland? I know tons of kids he's, transfer he's to Lakeland. He's at Lakeland. He is. Okay. So he was previously at Lake Wills, I think prior to this season, but Lakeland always kind of gets a recruiting class. They're like the Aquinas of Central Florida. My buddy told me about him last year. He's a dentist in Lake Wills, which is a freaking gold mine, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) He said they had a really good quarterback. All making sense. All full circle now. All right. This weekend, big, 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 big recruiting weekend. Uh, Who wants to take the lead here? It's so weird to have three recruiting guys right now. Who wants to tell us what's on the docket for this weekend? Josh, do you have a, do you, uh, you're leaning forward. Like you want to do this? Go for it. Um, Yeah. I put together a list of names that we think are coming in. I'm going to probably post this this afternoon. I'm going to take Jeff Sims off for now, but the list of offensive linemen, you know, it's primarily actually it's all commitments right now. So at offensive line, you have all four commitments, Thomas Schrader, Alex at Cabbage, Zane Harry, and Lord Lloyd Willis coming in. Carter Boatwright tells us he's coming in. Um, Malachi Weidman confirmed with me last week that he would be in this weekend for his official. And just this morning, Ja'Kai Douglas, Louisiana athlete, is coming in for an official visit. Now, he tells me that he expects Mike Norvell in tomorrow. I included that in the report on Knowles 24-7. But you know how it goes with these um, private planes. uh Plans can chan- cancel and move on a dime. So we'll try to confirm that tomorrow. But Ja'Kai Douglas is coming in this weekend. So that's big. Um, Chris is working on Jeffrey Mba. Right now, the big three-star defensive tackle. He had said previously that he was coming in for an official visit, but he's really hard to get a hold of and track down. So we're working on that to confirm that he's still planning to come in. Emmanuel Rogers will be here. Louisville commitment Josh Griffiths will be on campus tomorrow. <clears throat> um Kind of a weird situation there. He flipped to Louisville on Sunday, but looks like he's still going to take this official visit. <coughs> Three-star yeah. linebacker 
Jion McCluster will be in. Uh, confirmed that yesterday. Stephen Dix Jr. is going to visit. And then Keyshawn Green, we're going to track that. But right now, we're hearing it's going to be Nebraska this weekend. And then add Demory Tate to the list as well. I think that right there is it that we have confirmed. But today's only Wednesday. There could be more added. Josh, you got a little cough going on there? Yeah, man. Little <laughs> you just like he was coughing again. You need to just switch to edibles. All right, what else we got? What else? That it? Uh, that's oh, it I mean, I, that's it. Yeah. I think the visit weekend is going to see a little bit of shuffling in and out of that list. That's always the way with it being the last weekend before the dead period, before the signing period. You just see kind of a mad rush of five schools trying to get the same kid on campus, and that kid's telling a handful of them that, yeah, I'm coming, and eventually they get on a plane to one of them, and they don't go to the other one. So I think we'll see some of that. We're going to monitor the heck out of it, keep up with it. Um, we're also going to keep an eye on where the coaches are going, what new targets maybe get visits, what guys they may try to work on getting in this weekend as compared to guys that they can hit the delay button on and go after in January because they don't intend to sign early. Uh, let's go roundtable real quick with this weekend coming up and the visitors that, that Josh mentioned uh, that we're expecting right now. What would constitute as a good early signing period uh, for Florida State in terms of keeping on keeping these guys? Like if, if they if they keep ninety percent of the current commitments that they have today and add a quarterback, is that a win for Norville? Yeah, and it also eliminates a lot of January work. Get get the guys that are kind of the birds in hand signed, so you can figure out what you need to go after in January and not have to invest time in guys that you believe are committed but you're not sure you're getting. Josh, what would make you feel good about the next you know two weeks coming up here? A quarterback signing. Um, in all <laughs> so you get your haircut? <laughs> yeah, just so I can get my haircut. Um, in all seriousness, though, I think um, that was a big downfall for Willie Taggart and his staff last January. They spent so much time going back and forth to all these kids that were committed. Not only were they missing out on 2019 uncommitted prospects, but they were lacking in 2020 and 2021 recruiting as well. Um, crisscrossing the state all over the place to go see kids that were already committed. So I think Norvell is doing the smart thing right now. It's kind of like, you got to take your medicine. I know it's not exciting to hear that he's not pressing for some of these um, uncommitted guys, but look, you got to secure what you got. Like Chris said, bird in hand. So although it might be a little frustrating at times to not see new names pop up, I think FSU will eventually get there. And then just also remember, uh, we expect them to work the portal. All right, Zach, anything to add to that that you're looking for for the next week here? I guess two weeks until, until early signing period. Was that December 18th? Anyone yeah, want to help me out? Wednesday. Next Wednesday, right. I think. Um, so, yeah, I guess the only thing I would add is, you know, if there's some guys that are on the edge of, you know, signing in February versus signing in December um, because of the whole situation and uncertainty around the coaching uh, at Florida State in, in recent months, so... I think convincing some of those guys to end the recruitments, sign early would would bring a huge load off of the staff going into January. Uh, some of those guys include running back Lawrence Toafili, uh, linebacker Jayon McCluster. I think some of those guys they have a good shot at shutting their recruitments down this weekend. All right, guys, uh, this was a really eh, I think it's a productive emergency podcast. Uh, maybe the next time we have one, Florida State will have inroads on a quarterback so Josh can, can cut his hair finally, all right? All right, for Knowles 24-7's On the Bench podcast, this is Brennan Sinone for Chris, for Josh, for Zach, everyone. 
Thanks for lo- uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Stick in the landing. Almost. Old school.